What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. My name is Brent McGrath. I'm your host. I collect sports cards and have a podcast about collecting sports cards. And I'm going to bet that if you're tuning in right now to the program, you collect sports cards too. Excited to jump in. I'm recording this post Thanksgiving, post holiday. Um, I had the ticker going for a while. Not quite sure I got to 10,000 calories, unfortunately, on Thanksgiving. I did do my damnedest. Let me tell you, I was digging into the egg casserole really early with the sausage and the bacon, um, coffee cakes, getting that flowing. And I went into the main meal, and the main meal, once the main meal got going, I only got one plate in and we had to switch off because we've got a two-year-old and we've got an infant and it was just chaos. So I'm not quite sure I reached my feet of 10,000 calories, but if you did, congratulations, I salute you. And that brings me to today's unofficial sponsor. We go from gorging yourself to taking care of yourself. And today's unofficial sponsor is the Hoka. Aura slides. Yes. So I just got a six mile run in this morning and I actually went from my house that I'm currently living in and I just ran to my old house right through downtown Indianapolis and all the way back. And after I got done, you know, cleaning up, doing the shower thing, I throw on the hocus. Okay. I, I rock the slides at the crib because it's recovery, man. I don't want to be on my bare feet after I go through a run. I'm looking for some comfort. So I've been rocking the Hoka Aura slides ever since the pandemic. And I'm telling you, it might look a little ridiculous you come to my door and I'm wearing socks and slides. That's my preferred look because I'm looking out for myself. I'm looking out for those ankles, those feet, the calves. So shout out to the people at Hoka who are unofficial sponsors today. If you want to become official sponsors, Hoka, I know it's competitive out there. A lot of running shoe brands go head-to-head with each other. But, you know, I'm a Hoka guy, and I want, I want you to be here for the long term. I know you support the, the sports card collector, and that's why you're here. But maybe we can get some more partnership opportunities in place. So if you're looking for some slides, man, check out Hoka. My NBA fandom is at an all-time high. And when I think about NBA, I always, everything I, and I think about sports in general, it always comes from a team first perspective. And that's where my fandom comes from. And my association is typically with my home base. And I will tell you when your home team is fun and you've got a fun product, and your team is winning, then it makes the experience that much more enjoyable. So I've been watching damn near every Pacers game for as long as I can remember, and this season just hits a little bit different. There's a lot of points. There's a superstar and just a great coach, and there's depth. Um, I went to my first Pacers game this past Wednesday, I guess it would you can say, and actually saw an L, which sucks. But then they came around and won at home on Friday, and it sucks. 
to CNL. But what I can tell you is, man, it was fun to be back in Gamebridge. They had done such a nice job on renovations. It's such a nice NBA arena, and it will host this year's All-Star Game. It was supposed to happen. Pandemic happened. They pushed it out, and now it's coming back this year. So excited for my city that we will be hosting the All-Star Game. But damn, the, if you ever are around or your team comes to in, Indy and you're looking for a good place to watch a game, there is no finer place than checking out a game at GameBridge. Got a chance to meet a hobby pal. Shout out Chad, the Couchman Sports Cards. He was in town for the holidays. Um, got a little uh, chance to catch up during halftime. Did the selfie thing, threw it on Instagram. But it's always so nice to connect with our hobby friends in real life. And I got a chance to do that. Moving over and switching gears, NFL stage is set for the playoffs. We're getting there and we're getting more close than ever. Um, it's crazy. I am, as I'm recording this, there is uh, a big game in Indianapolis. Who knows what's going to happen? I always say that. And then I kind of check out these episodes once they publish and I'm like, damn it, they lost. But um, Colts Bucks might not be the most glamorous, sexy game on paper, but it has a lot of implications for what is going to happen for the rest of the season. As a season ticket holder, uh, the Colts probably out kicking their coverage this season, but they have not been great at home. So I'm looking for a W and hopefully that changes soon. And on the other side of this, we will have experienced Survivor Series. I talked about last episode that I always associate this time of the year with Survivor Series. And as I'm recording that, that's going to be what I'm doing this evening from an entertainment perspective. I will say that I think one of the greatest challenges of being a person who creates content on a regular basis is um, trying to record these episodes while having multiple children. Okay, so we've got my toddler who's sitting in her crib right now. I'm looking at the monitor. She doesn't want to go down. She was at uh, her pops' house for an overnight last night, and she's still geeked up. Um, they're feeding her Starbucks cake balls, and she's you know excited, had a hell of a time. But she doesn't want to go to bed. I got my infant in the other room. She's just going absolutely nuts right now. So you know what? Um, adversity. We all have things that we have to overcome. And for me, as I'm recording this on this chilly day here in Indianapolis, the adversity is the children. But you know what? We love them. We're proud parents. We're also collectors. And we also enjoy hobby content. So I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do my damnedest to stay focused. But one thing I wanted to talk about was just the auctions of it all and running auctions through consignment. And I talk about this a lot, but I got done with a bunch of auctions this last week. And as I zoomed out, I wanted to talk about a few things. So I, for me, why I run my auction, why I run all my sales for the most part outside of one-to-one -one bigger cards with people I know, uh, and that's important. When I sell direct, typically there is a relationship in place and it's kind of straightforward. It's like one of those things like, I have this card. I know you're interested because we've talked about it in the past. Do you want this card? Here's the price. If you don't, it's cool. And like, I move cards through people I know a lot. But then the other time, it's, you know, put the box together, put everything up and ship it away. Because I don't want to manage all of the interactions. Like, I got kids. I'm busy. I, I'm a husband. 
I'm a professional. I just don't have time for it. And my mindset is always like the market will tell me what a card is worth. My mindset isn't about maximizing each buck I spent on those cards to get more. I believe when you have that, it's kind of like a collector quagmire and it slows people down. And so my mindset is always like move cards in batches, get money and use that money to get cards that I want more. And I thought it was interesting and just my, I was gauge like pulse of market, pulse of interest, where collectors are at by just evaluating those auctions that I have. Cause I'm usually running like, could be anywhere from like 10 to 20, 25 cards. And it was interesting because I'm not going to go through all the cards that I sold, but two cards in particular that tell kind of an interesting story that might express, or I had some takeaways when I think about that. So I sold my 2011 Matt Ryan Superfractor PSA 10. And when I saw what it went for, I was like, damn, like that card um, did really well. It sold for 1,358 bucks. The card is gorgeous. The card is beautiful. Again, like when I'm moving cards, it's cards that I love, right? I, I, I bought them. I appreciate them, but my head's looking forward. It's on something else. So for me, obviously the super frat, it, it's rare in this era where we sell cards for more, or at least for me, because again, I'm not stuck in the collector quagmire of trying to maximize each buck. So it, I get on notice when cards sell for more than I bought them for, and maybe not just more than I bought them for, but for a significantly amount more. And that was one of them. So that card to me just said, all right, the hobby really loves superfractors. The hobby really loves PSA 10s. And maybe that's why the card sold for that much. So there was that. And then another one, which I'm going to, I saw him just post this. So I saw where it ended up. And I'm actually not going to say it, but he's probably listening just in case he wants to do a formal, like I won this card and here's what it is. But a collector friend won a, my Philip Rivers 06 gold X-Fractor um, for like under 250 bucks. So like I have this one sale where they're, this card sold for way more than I anticipated. And then I have another sale uh, of a, you know, veteran quarterback that sold for way less than I I anticipated. So it's just interesting how things fall, but I don't spend time like being a psychoanalyst of the prices for each of those. Like it's just, it all kind of evens itself out. So my main objective isn't trying to get what I think cards are worth or what I want out of them. It's all about moving them as fast as possible, getting cash and using it for my new PC. Velocity is important. Turnover is important when you're trying to get a card that you really love. I think starting a new PC is literally the most disruptive thing that you can be doing in your collection. Um, And that's what's happening in my world right now, right? I started a new Tyrese Halliburton PC and it literally has shaken all my shit up. And I'm okay with that. And I haven't completely moved out of Philip Rivers and, and Ryan cards, but those PCs have stopped for now. I'm being very selective with the cards that I want in the collection, whether it's, you know, my cult stuff from those players, although like maybe not like their most glamorous years, obviously like that holds a special place in my heart because it tells the story of the Colts quarterbacks. And that to me is more important than anything else. Like those are the reasons why I collected those players. 
So like, I think that's really good. It like puts things into perspective for me because like it's about the association with my team. I said that from the top. I think I'll always remember those collections and the fun in that moment and meeting the people through those, but I don't stay stagnant. It's constantly moving, constantly going forward. And so for me, instead of wondering, twiddling my thumbs, thinking about a card, wondering if I can afford it, I just evaluate. I evaluate and I move forward. So that's what I do. I know it's not a one size fits all box, nor do I try for it to be, but I've always found that when I'm thinking about selling a card, then it's time to sell the card. And so that's what I'm doing, especially as I move into a new player collection. So we'll, I'm going to close the episode out by talking about just some of the benefits of starting a new player PC and some of the things that I'm seeing from an, an early um, jump at it. But before I do that, I want to just say, you all love freaking cracked ice. You love cracked ice, man. I cannot believe the volume of cards that I saw with the cracked ice design. It was insane. Probably the most shared. I see, I feel like I'm saying this every week, but like probably the most shared uh, parallel from the hobby. And I want to shout out Jordan Northwood's card collector for coming on the damn program and having a fun conversation with me. And to me, like having that conversation was fun. I got a chance to like take my Mannings and Lux out, out, take a picture, throw it on Instagram. It's on there. You can find me at Stacking Slabs across all those social channels. And I saw this response and it was really great. And I was thinking about it, man, why are there this many people coming out to celebrate Cracked Ice? And it makes me wonder why these cards don't demand more from a monetary perspective. But I think what we're finding is cracked ice fall within a collector's sweet spot. And because they fall within a collector's sweet spot, we should enjoy those damn cards. It is this like triad of scarcity, right? We talked about the scarcity of these cards and what they're printed at. The amazing design, which is why we come to the dance, and then the affordability. So you've got scarcity, amazing design, affordability, and it makes these cards so fun to add to our collection. Um, so I have, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast doing this parallel series. I'm getting more educated on cards, and this is a podcast about collecting sports cards. So don't you think we should be talking about some damn cards? And that's what we're doing, and that's why we're running the parallel series, and I am not going to stop doing it. And as a matter of fact, we are going to be talking about mirrors. We all love mirrors, certified, totally certified, one guy that I have to bring back on the show to help me talk about this, my man Caleb Power Wheels. I actually had a deal done with him in real life, in person at the National, where I bought 2014 totally certified gold out of five PSA 10, Matt Ryan from him, which I still have in my PC. It is not for sale, nor it has gone anywhere. Because I love the card, I love the parallel, and it is one of those Falcons cards that I needed to keep in my PC um, because it's so damn cool. But I know he's a big fan. These things, I bring out my Lux, talk about those, but excited to share that conversation with all of you on Friday. I want to spend a minute talking about the boomerang card. You know what I mean? The boomerang card. And what does that mean? I think it means, as I'm branding it here, it is a card that you buy, then you sell, and then you buy it again. It's the boomerang. Boomerang's back to you. And 
Consolidation is my primary operating system. I've talked about it up front of this episode. If you're a listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast, you know it is a theme of what I'm sharing here in terms of my operating system. I think that there's been a little bit of fatigue that is set in with the community about people that are talking about it. To me, I continue to share because it's how I operate, and it's it was a tremendous unlock for me when I realized what was possible. There was an intimidation factor on being able to afford cards that I really wanted until I learned about the power of consolidation. This year, 2023, has been non-hobby related, and maybe hobby related too, who knows? I don't have the spreadsheet out. I'm not tracking it line by line because... Um, I don't have time to uh, be the, here's a couple dollars out, here's you know 3X in. That's not how I'm looking at my collecting. But it's been the most expensive year of my life personally. We got a new house. We got a new kid. There's a lot of shit going on over here. I'm always moving stuff out of my collection to get stuff I want more. It is that judgment day thing. And no, I'm not talking about the faction in WWE. You know what I'm talking about? Mommy, Rhea Ripley. Dominic Mysterio Jr. No, or Damian Priest, Finn Balor. I'm not talking about Judgment Day, the faction. I'm talking about taking your cards to trial and seeing what stands. I don't have much of a rear view mirror when it comes to what comes and goes. And as I say that right now, for all you 90s kids, I'm thinking about a cracked rear view mirror, a little hootie and the blowfish, hold my friggin' hand, if you know what I mean. But it's out of sight, out of mind for me when I sell something 99% of the time. A lot of what I sell is stuff that isn't part of my primary PC, but wanted to own instead of having cash in that moment. It is completely acceptable and completely normal to be scrolling through eBay and see a card in, of a player that you appreciate in a parallel that you love. And you say, you know what? This isn't part of my primary PC, but this looks freaking cool. So I'm going to buy it. I do that. And it is a way for me to connect deeper with the parallels that I love. And then I eventually move on from them. There's a rare occurrence that there's regret. If you regret selling a card and you get a chance to buy it back, it's a magical thing. And that's where the boomerang card comes into play. And I think it's even if you lose money on it. So one thing I can tell you when you're talking about boomerang cards is don't listen to collectors about investment advice. Because here's the example of the boomerang card that I picked up, re-picked up over this past week. And it is the 2022 Supernova Galactic out of Revolution Roman Reigns PSA 10. So you've got a insert Galactic, which you know I love, out of the debut WWE Galactic PSA 10. Now, I bought this card this time last year, December 12th, 2022. I smashed bin for 500 bucks. I'm a big Roman Reigns collector. I got this card. This card looked amazing in hand when it came. But what happened was... I can't recall what it was, but there's a card I was going after. So I was just digging through cards and I put that card up for sale in my batch and it didn't sell for a lot. So bought it for 500, sold it for 133.49. You know, talk about an L there. Okay. See, I told you it's about batches. I'm not thinking about cards match for match. But then like when I sold that card, and let me tell you, like Roman Reigns is a primary PC of mine, and I never sell Roman Reigns cards, and I have always been thinking about getting that card back. Well, what happened? It appeared on the eBay machine, and I bought it back November 21st for 200 bucks. Smash bin for 500 
sold it for 133 then bought it back for 200 so at the end of the day i've spent 566.51 on this card and it is coming in the mail and i can't wait to file it away and sometimes you might take some l's but i don't really care because that card is coming back into my PC. So do you have boomerang cards? Have you had a boomerang card? I'd love to hear from you. If you got one, share them, tell the story. The more stories we can tell about boomerang cards, the more, the better. I want to close out this episode by talking about the reju- rejuvenation that comes from a new collection. My collection in Tyrese Halliburton has been just so much fun, and he's been insane to watch this year. He's reinvigorated the Pacers back here in Indianapolis, the talk of the town. He's a great kid. He's the type of dude you want to build your franchise around. He's not just one of the best young players in the NBA, but if you look at his stats, it'll tell you he's one of the league's best players. Top five in PER, back-to-back games with 30 and 15, which had only been done one other time by James Harden. He leads the league in assists. He, to me, is a true MVP because without him, the Pacers are probably hot garbage or they're not winning too many games. He is the straw that stirs the drink. And I'm not here to hype up Halliburton because I don't need to. Just watch the games. He's fucking awesome. Honestly, his cards are expensive enough. So, like, to me, I am having to come through this stage in this era of overcoming the cost of doing business for having a young NBA star in my collection. It's a different ballgame. With that comes a little, some different circumstances and decisions. And it's a lot easier to make those decisions when you've got a connection. I have no freaking idea how the investor crowd goes and digs into these guys and spends the kind of money they do with apathy. It makes zero sense to me. I'm willing to spend above and beyond when I have a connection and love a player, regardless of if they're someone from the past or someone who's making me smile every night of the week. So starting this new player collection has come with many benefits. Maybe one negative is the amount of money I'm spending to build it. But you know what? That's why I consolidate and that's why I sell cards. So I can enjoy building this damn PC and not doing it in a lazy way, but doing it in a way that I'm proud of. So The benefits when you start a new PC that I am finding as I'm doing this in real time is you're a magnet for other collectors. There's not a ton, but I've had connection with a couple Tyrese collectors out there. And you, it's to enjoy the conversations, the passions, what's happening on a nightly basis. Having those conversations with other fans who also collect is special. It is a way to shrink the hobby seat and to block out all the noise and just really connect with fans. And you begin to find the people who are going to not only compete for cards with you, but also help you out. It is what the hobby is all about. So I'm really enjoying that. The games are more fun. I'm really enjoying not like, oh, he had an amazing game. Let me look at how much his cards go going up, go up. But there's just a deeper uh, connection when you're collecting an active player that I find is a lot of fun. It's a new segment. There's a lot of different learning. I'm learning about the brands, the cards, the parallels. There's some crossover, but a lot is different. A lot of it for me is going after cards that I think look amazing, cards that have a special place in that I'm attracted to and obviously have some rarity and scarcity tar- uh, to it. Another safe search. That's always fun. Consuming more NBA content than ever because I'm more interested. That's a lot of fun. And the approach to collecting, um, I think there's an approach 
to collecting based on who Tyrese Halliburton is for me, right? He didn't come from Indy. He wasn't drafted here. He came from the Kings. And then there's Kings cards, and which are his rookie cards, and there's Pacers cards. So that's a whole different dynamic. But man, let me tell you, you look into re you look into reconnect with the hobby. You're looking to start something new. Start a new player PC and don't do it because someone else is doing it, but do it based on a deep connection. I've got a banger coming soon uh, that I've been waiting for forever. I can't wait for it to land. Maybe I'll post it by the time this goes live. Who knows? I'm waiting and I'm waiting, but damn, I can't wait to get that card and add it to my collection. Hopefully you all are enjoying the week. You are enjoying the hobby, collecting, connecting with your fellow collectors. It's fun. We should enjoy this damn thing 24-7, around the clock, no matter the obligations that we have or life stresses. It is all about the hobby, the cards, the collecting, the relationships, all those things. You take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. I'll be back. More Stacking Slabs podcasts on the other side. Peace.